Okay, you guys, let me ask you a question. Do you struggle to get your weddings featured? Are your wedding submissions constantly being rejected from your dream publications? Does the thought of creating your own submission completely overwhelm you? Well, this is exactly why I created Submission Support, to help wedding photographers and planners just like you. Inside our monthly email membership community is where you'll learn what makes a good submission, how to start thinking like an editor, how to curate your images, and how to submit your next wedding all on your own. I've helped dozens of photographers and planners get featured, and now I get to help you directly in your inbox every month. To learn more, visit submissionsupport.twgna.com and join today. Welcome back to a brand new episode of Tea with Janae. I'm your host, Janae Kirshner of Janae Kirshner Photography and the photo education and coaching site, Tea with Janae. Tea with Janae is where we give real advice, tangible tips, and thoughtful insight about what it's really like to be a wedding photographer. I'm so excited about today's brand new episode because I'm chatting all about publication and submission tips with Hannah Nowak, the real weddings editor of The Knot. Hannah gives us an inside scoop as to what editors are looking for, how the Knot's editorial process works, and what to stay away from when submitting your own weddings to publications. A little bit about Hannah before we get started is that she is the Senior Weddings Editor at The Knot and oversees both the print and digital real weddings coverage. She also writes and edits inspirational content that encompasses everything from planning and etiquette advice to thought leadership pieces, and I'm so excited she's with us today. So let's get excited. Let's grab a cup of tea and enjoy the show. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. I'm so excited you guys are here. I have a wonderful guest on the line today. Hannah, can you say hi to everybody? Hi. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you so much for coming on. I'm so, so, so excited that you're here. Yeah, me too. I'm thrilled to chat with you today. I know. Yeah. And uh, Hannah and I are friends and I had to, I asked her to come on the show and I'm so excited she's here. We're going to be talking all about publication and submission tips from the Real Weddings Editor from The Knot, which is Hannah. And we're going to pick her brain. I know everybody's interested in submissions, especially me. And I'm just, yeah, get ready, Hannah. It's going to be a deep dive. (laughs) Yay. Can't wait. Cool. But before we get started, let's introduce you to everybody who's listening. Tell everybody a little bit about you, uh, how you got started working at The Knot, and a little bit about your history of being in the real weddings industry. Sure. I'd love to. So as you said, I'm Hannah Nowak. I'm the senior weddings editor at The Knot. I am based in Brooklyn, and I've been at The Knot for just about two and a half years as Most of you know The Knot is a wedding planning resource that has helped actually 40 million couples plan their weddings. We just celebrated our 25th anniversary, which is really exciting. And I oversee all of the real wedding features that we have um, in our print magazine that comes out four times a year and then also online. But um, yeah, that's just like one of the tools that The Knot has to help couples plan a wedding that's uniquely their own. We also 
have a lot of um, evergreen service-driven content that we publish as well as like our marketplace for wedding pros so that couples can book their best vendors. And then we even have a wedding registry tool. Um, so yeah, ultimately we kind of just wanna help couples through every stage of their planning journey. And I help with that by offering inspiration and also getting to celebrate the work that pros um, like yourself uh, photograph and just, yeah, getting to really highlight that. So that's really what kind of brings me joy with my job. And yeah, as I said, I've been there for a couple of years and worked at a few different publications before that um, and actually got my start on the planning side of things. I worked for a luxury wedding planner for a while and I kind of love that that's sort of how I got into the industry because I think it just really inspires me kind of knowing what goes into planning a wedding and now getting to be on the other side writing about these beautiful days. Oh, I love that. So that's so interesting. So you were in planning first and then moved over to the editorial side. How did that happen? Like where, where you did you start as an intern at another place and then move up? Like I would love to hear that a little bit. Yeah, so it's definitely like a little bit unconventional, but I just have always loved weddings and events. And so like that's what I went to college for was to study to be an event planner. Um, and yeah, I was working full time as a wedding planner, but then just discovered I have a knack for words. I love to write. And so kind of was just like freelancing for a number of publications on the side for a while. Um, and then one of those kind of just like, turned into a full-time gig. Um, and I moved to New York about three and a half years ago. And then, um, yeah, have been working full-time in the editorial space ever since. So definitely didn't expect for this to sort of be the way I ended up as a weddings editor, but I absolutely love it. That's awesome. Well, I know you have a true passion for it. So I'm so excited that you're here. Um, and like I said, we're going to be talking about publications and submissions. I feel like this is such a, a great topic and I'm, you know, you're an expert in this field. And, you know, I think it would be great to start with, you know, from your experience, what are companies, you know, like the not looking for when it comes to publications and submissions? Yeah, that's a great question. I can't necessarily speak to what other publications are looking for, but I would love to share a little bit about what my team is looking for. Um, I would say overall, it's just a really exciting time for publications. You know, everyone's throwing around this term, the wedding boom. Um, and really, I think it's also created a bit of a submissions boom, mm -hmm. which honestly is just so exciting after, you know, two years of just uh, pros not having tons of new weddings to be able to showcase. It's really exciting to just um, feel like there's so much content out there that my team gets the chance to look through and to highlight. Um, and yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's just exciting of all the new trends that um, pros kind of dreamt up in the midst of different COVID-related setbacks. And yeah, I mean, I would say kind of two things specifically that we look for. One um, is exclusivity. We really want to be showcasing like the freshest, most unique content for our readers. And so that's why we ask for weddings that haven't been featured with other outlets before. And then kind of along with that, we also just want timely submissions. Again, just getting at this idea that we want really fresh content. So we also ask that our submissions not be over a year old. 
And then kind of on like a broader sense, we really look for a lot of personalization. Um, we want to showcase like unique and diverse weddings that reflect the couple and their love story. And so we don't want, you know, kind of the weddings that maybe you feel like are a dime a dozen on Pinterest or something. We really love when a wedding and a celebration like break the mold. Right. Yeah, I love that. And I, I work with a lot of my own clients for curations and submissions. And I, I tell them right off the bat, I say, if you have a green and white wedding, like don't even bother. Because <laughs> like, you know, I mean, it's just been done a gazillion times at this point. And you guys, I, I know are looking for fresh new things. So when I see something that's got like a different kind of escort display or the reception is incredible, I'm like, oh yeah, this is, this is what they're looking for. And, and do you feel that that is sort of true? Yeah, I think just, yeah, ideas that feel like they're not um, like a regurgitation of an idea that's been seen before, but um, it really feels yeah, like a unique and fresh take or just, um, you know, something that I never would have thought of to do um, is really kind of the types of things that pique my interest. I love that. And so I would love to know when you get a submission and you know that it's like a home run, like, do you get excited? Do you share with your team right away? Like, this is it. Like, this is amazing. Like, what do you, I would love to hear you sort of your reactions. For sure. Yeah, I definitely, um, yeah, when there are weddings that just the minute I look at them, like have knocked it out of the park, um, I'll definitely slack my coworkers and share some sneak peeks. Um, but I would say like, in general, I kind of, I like to take like two passes at a wedding. I, when I first, um, you know, get a submission, I'll take some time and look at it. And then I think oftentimes I will kind of know pretty shortly, like whether or not we, th I think it'll be a fit and if we'll accept it or not, but I do kind of like to, you know, table it and then come back, you know, maybe the next day and look at it again, just with fresh eyes to really be able to make like the best decision um and you know maybe something new will like catch my eye or i just you know i never want to make a split second decision but um really giving the submissions like the diligence that they deserve i love that yeah so you take like a second peek if it, if you're like thinking about it so that's i love that so maybe if you're like on the fence you come back you're like yep yep that's it that's a winner Let's exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. So, you know, I know a lot of people when they submit, you know, they get nervous. They're like, I don't know. What if they hate it? You know, what if, what if you pass on something and, you know, you would, do you, would you give any recommendations to people who might do some, could do something differently the next time? You know, I always want to be helpful with everyone listening. And I think people, you know, they step out of their comfort zone with the submission and they kind of sometimes maybe take it a little too personally, but, you know, do, do you guys offer maybe any feedback or if there are things that you would love to see, you know, time and time again, like included, like maybe certain images that maybe they forgot? For sure. Well, first of all, I would say, you know, don't definitely don't take it personally and um, just keep submitting. It really is always a puzzle um, putting together an editorial calendar, you know, to balance different styles and different locations. And, um, you know, and as I was mentioning, we are in the midst of a submission boom. So really publications are just 
being given a lot of beautiful things to look at. So, you know, if one wedding isn't a fit, like don't let that discourage you. I definitely would say always keep submitting. But then, yeah, I think in terms of like the types of images we look for, I know sometimes people are worried that kind of behind the scenes, it's like Wizard of Oz or something. And I have behind this great curtain, this very prescriptive list of like exactly everything I'm looking for. And the reality is, we don't, um, you know, we are looking for a lot of details and personalization that reflect the couple, but, you know, I know a lot of couples, for example, choose to forego a cake. And so if there isn't a cake image, that's totally fine. But, you know, maybe instead of investing in a cake, they prioritize their budget towards, um, welcome bags that had a lot of local goodies. And so, you know, showcase that in, the images um you know ultimately the details should be a direct reflection of the celebration and, and could, should really tell the story and so i think anything that was important to the couple should be included so you know i just tell photographers like think holistically about the day what happened like from the ceremony to cocktail hour reception and if there was something beautiful or notable that the guests experience like make sure that that's captured on film so it's not necessarily a prescriptive like there has to be each of these specific images but ultimately it should be all the images that really reflect what the day looked like yeah i love that i think that's a great a great tip in there is that you you want to see the things that are important to the couple that are meaningful to them and then it almost sounds like I mean, I, to me that we should include that sort of in the write-up, right? Like this is, this, you know, welcome bag was, you know, made more plentiful because they decided not to get a cake and they used all their favorite, you know, uh, local goodies in there. And do you want more explanation or do you, can you get all that information from the photos? Yeah. So I would say if the write-up is intimidating you of like knowing exactly what to say like don't overthink it it doesn't need to be this whole long essay because in a lot of ways the images will speak for themselves you know and i i can see that they used you know all these different flowers or like what their place settings look like so you don't need to necessarily reiterate that but i would say what's most helpful in the write-up is when you include details that might not be readily apparent in the images so like maybe is there a unique backstory of why this certain motif was included or you know just sort of the why and like the reason that i might not know that's what's really helpful to include in the write-up but you know you don't need to it doesn't need to be this long play-by-play -play, just kind of a, a top hits um i would say when it comes to the write-ups to accompany images I love it. It's sort of like a, a nice summary, not not a novel. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yeah. I always recommend that. Like you just include a couple of key points and then if you want more, you know, an editor will ask for more. Right. Yes. Yeah. I can always ask follow up questions. Yeah, totally. I love that. <laughs> so I think, you know, I, I would love to know if you have sort of a percentage of like, what is your ratio of detail photos to couple photos that you are looking for? For sure. Definitely, we err on the side of more details. Um, I don't know, yeah, maybe like 
somewhere between 60 40 to 70 30. um but yeah i would say you know a gallery for a couple is going to look a lot different than a gallery for an editor because like the couple they really want to see all these pictures of their friends that they have personal relationships with and like those pictures carry meaning but to our readers that are looking at you know these weddings for inspiration if they don't know all these wedding guests like they're not gleaning as much inspiration from just tons and tons of people pictures as they are from the really unique escort cards or the really you know epic flower arch or what whatever it might be and so that's kind of why we you know focus on more detail heavy features is just that's offering stronger inspiration to engaged couples so yeah i would say definitely air on the side of more details and then while we're while we're talking about details i think just in general it's beneficial for photographers to shoot with editorial in mind um oh, i love that yeah because like for example flat lays i know a lot of photographers love to sort of cram every detail possible into like a single flat lay but when you're thinking about using the pictures to tell a story like the if the shoes and the invitation and the vow books are all in one picture like that just doesn't make sense instead you know maybe you snap a photo of the vow books and then a separate one of the shoes and yet another one of the bouquet because when it comes to the storytelling each of those items are independent from each other and so they the photos should also be independent from each other so that they more accurately kind of tell the story of how the day unfolded so i think that that would also just be my hot take is don't cram everything into a single flat light but you know really look at it with like this editorial mind of does this make sense from a storytelling point of view oh my gosh hannah you hit it right on the nose i have been <laughs> saying this forever um don't junk up your pictures people <laughs> like make it easy for the editors to talk about the beautiful paper right like when you have everything in the kitchen sink in one detail photo it makes it hard for you to do your job and it makes it hard for the submission because when you pick apart the, each item you are giving yourself like what hannah just said you get more pictures of the details more opportunities to talk about her beautiful shoes or his cufflinks or their dog belt you know i mean there's so many different ways to shoot it you can always put it together for for one if you feel like you have to do it but i love that you just said like break it apart and then i have to ask because it's definitely one of my pet peeves what do you think about the rings with the invitations what is your thought I'm not a huge fan. Um, I think similarly of, I know there are a lot of people that are like, take the shoes out of the invitation flat lays. Like it just, it goes back to this idea of like grouping the things together that make sense. Like the jewelry and the accessories from the day, like that, that's part of a couple's fashion. Like that really has nothing to do with the invitations that they sent to their guests as like the communication of the day you know those are two very different categories and so um i think yeah just like lumping them together i think sometimes it might feel convenient and part of it too might be if 
you're a little bit intimidated about styling. Um, you're like, oh, well, let me just like layer all this together. But that might not be the best way to highlight each of those things. And, you know, I always encourage like photographers to work with their planners and their florists to, you know, see if there can be a line item for um, like some extra flowers purchased, like specifically for styling, because, you know, those tell a better story of what the day looked like than just kind of throwing in some miscellaneous tchotchkes or grouping <laughs> things together that don't quite make sense. Like, I think I just would encourage you to always kind of bring it back to how does this tell the couple's story? Does this feel like cohesive or am I trying to group disparate parts of the day together? Yeah. I love that. If you don't get anything else from this episode, that is your biggest hot take. <laughs> that is your biggest takeaway for everyone who listen, who's listening. So thank you. <laughs> it's like, it's like amazing to hear, especially from you, you know, like the editor at the knot is telling you, don't check up your photos. <laughs> basically. <laughs> so, so let's talk about what you guys are looking for. I know you're looking for unique weddings, diversity, you know, something that really excites you. You know, how how many of these weddings do you guys like accept on a on a you know yearly, monthly, daily basis? I know you have four print magazines. So maybe break down sort of your print, you know, publication ratio and then your online. For sure. Yes. So our print magazine comes out four times a year, um, along with the seasons. And each of those magazines has about five to six real weddings in it. Um, so that is only, you know, somewhere between 20 to 25 annually for print. But the great news is that we are featuring weddings digitally on a rolling basis. Um, we feature anywhere between like three to five a week. Um, and also the nice thing is like, there just is a shorter lead time with digital weddings. You'll, you hear back more quickly um, and they end up online a little bit more quickly just because of, you know, the print process takes a long time. So um, sometimes I do have to kind of like sit on a submission for a little while if, you know, we're working say on the winter issue and, you know, it's being, your wedding's being considered for spring. It might just take a little bit of time for you to hear back and then also a little bit of time until that wedding ends up on newsstands. But I will say something that's nice about our print weddings is once those weddings do go um, into print, we also feature them online because, you know, we recognize that like our print magazine is only on newsstands for three months, but these weddings are beautiful. Um, we pick the best of the best for print. So we want that inspiration to live on. So we do also put the print ones online after the magazine has come out. That's awesome to get like a, a bank double double bang for your buck here. You get in print and online. And what? How long till it goes online after it's in print? Is it like a certain amount of time? Uh, typically, like a couple of weeks or so. Oh, nice! Oh, that's awesome. So, what is your thought? You know, people literally in Facebook groups. This is all they ask: is Can I share images from my wedding if it's going to be submitted? Like, can I share it on my Instagram? Will the editors be upset? You know, what if I put it on my website before it gets picked up? I know you said in the beginning of this that you want exclusivity. 
does that translate to sharing an image or two on Instagram or behind the scenes? I, I would love to hear your thought process on that. Absolutely. So I can't necessarily speak to how other publications handle it, but for the not, we are fine with pros like photographers and planners and the vendors that were involved in the day sharing sneak peeks on their own channels. Um, our exclusivity is really just we wouldn't want another publication sharing the images. And really kind of the reasoning behind that is just what's well, twofold. One, you know, your Instagram audience, Janae, isn't the exact same as, say, like the Knots Instagram audience and or the couples that are picking up the magazine on newsstands. So, you know, there's not necessarily going to be too much overlap in like couples seeing the images. But then also we just recognize that like you're small business owners and this imagery is literally what you need to market yourself and your business. And I think especially this came to light during COVID when it was just like, when you don't have new weddings that you are able to put on Instagram, like you just don't have the content to promote yourself. And there's only so many times you can reshare old weddings, like especially if, you know, the latest weddings that you've done are maybe what you're most proud of and the type of work you're trying to attract. You're wanting to put that out there to attract clients that connect with that work that you feel is your best work. And so we really, you know, we don't want to undercut your ability to market yourself. And so, yeah, our exclusivity, at least at the knot, is just more in terms of other publications, but we are fine with, you know, you sharing some sneak peeks. I would say like our preference is that it's not over the top, like, you know, limited a bit, um, but you're absolutely welcome to. And also like couples on their own platforms are welcome to to share their images. Like, you know, that's their wedding day. They are just bursting at the seams to share all the fun that they had. And so, you know, that'd be really hard if they had to keep it completely under wraps for, you know, months until the publication came out. So that's at least how The Knot does it. I don't, you know, I know different ha publications handle it a little bit differently. And so that's also something I would say is just like, make sure you're really familiar with the differences between publications and like what they're looking for and, you know, whatever publication you're really angling for, like make sure that you're kind of following their guidelines. Yeah, I love that. And what about, you know, what would you recommend photographers avoid <laughs> like doing when they submit to you? Like I have a couple pet peeves that, and recommendations, but I would love to hear from you. Like, what is there anything that we could be doing better or or more clearly um, from your point of view at the knot? For sure, I would say one thing is just to really focus on curating the gallery that you're submitting, um, and just be thinking about like the first impression that you're making. Because if the first impression, when a editor is you know looking at this gallery is tons and tons of getting ready photos but then like the most powerful unique images of like the ceremony and the reception they have to scroll way down to get to and like they've already sort of formed a first impression of the gallery like that's not the greatest way to wow somebody so um yeah kind of like consider the first impression that you're making and don't have it be 
too many getting ready photos. Um, and yeah, I mean, I know we like talked kind of just about the balance between like detail and people photos, but I guess a no-no for me would be if it is like all people photos, you know, we really want variety. Um, and yeah, so just kind of that goes back to just being strategic with how you curate the gallery. Um, and then this is like a little bit different, but also just make sure the couple wants to be featured. You know, they would will need to like complete a questionnaire if the wedding were to be accepted. And, you know, we would hate for you to go through all this effort of submitting. And then the couple's like, actually, we really don't want our wedding, you know, out there in the world. So I would encourage you to like touch base with your whole vendor team and the couple very early on um, about kind of a game plan for submitting. Yeah, I know I've had that happen before unexpectedly where a, br a bride was so excited. It got picked up by a really great publication and she did everything. And then before they signed their agreement, because most of these, you know, including the not, you have to sign an agreement. I know the photographers have to give, you know, rights to print it. Um, the groom came back and he was like, actually, I don't want these anywhere. <laughs> so, you know, even the couple has to talk about it too. Like they need to be in the loop, especially if it's going to be printed in a, a, a national magazine or even online, people get worried about first names, last names, locations, children, you know, some professionals, uh, don't want themselves online. So it, I think that's a great tip. Like definitely make sure your couple is on board. <laughs> Absolutely. I love that. So another question I had, you know, when I do this and maybe you can tell me if it's well received or not, or a good idea. Um, what you said about, you know, don't bury your best photos at in the middle of the submission of the curation. I like to put my top three images in the beginning to like get the editor excited, right? Like to be like, oh, well that looks, what else is in there? Wh what do you think about that? <laughs> is that like yeah. a good approach? I love that. Yeah. Cause I think it really just comes down to like packing a punch with the first impression of you're like, you know, these three images kind of really str strongly and concisely tell the point of view of the wedding. And then as you dig deeper into the gallery, you know, you're going to kind of see that unfold, but um, yeah, I think it's a great idea to, you know, come out swinging with some really strong images. I love that. Cool. Awesome. Glad. I'm glad that works. Yeah, because, you know, if you can have this killer ceremony set up or this beautiful reception and it's all the way at the end, you're right. You might not even like be that excited to scroll through it. But if it's in the beginning, then an editor might be like, oh, well, what else? What else is in this curation? You know, let me see what else is going on. So I'm glad. I'm glad we like that. That's good. So at Tea with Janae, we always, this episode is full of tips. Like I think everyone's going to listen to this a few times, but I always like to leave our listeners with tangible tips and actionable advice. And I would love for you to sort of give us a roundup of your biggest three tips when it comes to publications and submissions. For sure. I would say one is to just be really strategic with your pitches. Um, you know, take some time to consider what outlet is going to be the best fit for your wedding. Um, and then also just like in the pitch, make it clear that you understand what the outlet features. Like, you know, we've talked about people images versus um, 
details, but even like the not, we don't really feature a ton of black and white images. Like we really have a preference towards color. And so, you know, just like regularly read the publication and that um, the wedding is a genuine fit, I think goes a long way. Um, and yeah, I'd say be just be really timely um with your pitches you know we were talking about with our print magazine comes out four times a year and all of our print deadlines can be found online but then also like with digital if you have a really seasonal wedding that you think like would be a great fit for you know some kind of holiday like janae i know you a while back on behalf of a um you know, one of your curation clients submitted like a wedding that felt like it was a great fit for Valentine's Day and you pitched it well ahead of time, you know, not like a couple weeks before Valentine's <laughs> Day or something. And, you know, we run an average of about a three month lead time. And so, you know, if you have a wedding that feels like it's a great fit for the fall and it's very, you know, has just like a lot of like fall foliage, pitch that like in late summer mm -hmm. um so yeah just kind of be strategic on your timing and yeah I would just say also you know just keep persevering um like I said keep submitting and um kind of along with that like just don't like don't get discouraged and also don't don't overthink it like if you haven't submitted in a while and you're just really nervous like I would just go for it. You know, if, if an editor never sees the wedding, like there's no way that they can accept it. Um, so, you know, spend some time on the write-up, but as we were talking about earlier, don't, don't let that get you bogged down, you know, definitely spend some time curating the gallery, but also don't let that get you bogged down. Like ultimately sort of like channel your inner Nike and just do it. <laughs> um, because yeah editors really want to see your work and we're excited to see the freshest thing that pros are working on i love that those are awesome and then what about i have what about styled shoots we didn't talk about this but i can't let you go without asking your opinion so do you guys feature styled shoots so we do in our print magazine but not like in the context of our real weddings coverage um our coverage of styled shoots is very separate so I will say, like, don't, if you're submitting for a real wedding, don't try and convince me that a styled shoot is a real wedding. I've had that happen a couple of times. And I'm like, no, this is definitely a styled shoot. Um, and that really just comes back to the authenticity. You know, we are wanting to showcase real couples. Um, but yes, in the magazine, we do typically feature like one to two styled shoots um, in our kind of planning section of the magazine and yeah really those are more just with this idea of like kind of giving couples like additional tips and inspiration um and um yeah they're like kind of unique planning ideas so we do feature some in print but like i said it's separate from our real weddings coverage um so we we wouldn't feature a styled shoot as though it was a real wedding like we make it fairly clear that it's just an inspirational shoot versus this was a real couple's wedding right um but yes so awesome. we do feature some 
That's good to know. That's good. Cause some people ask and it's like, Oh, I'm not really sure, but I know um, our, my friend and your friend Kylie, he got her uh, inspiration. She printed and it was beautiful. Um, so yeah, you guys do feature that. And then the last question I have is, so people are listening now they're all jazzed. They're like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to submit, I'm going to curate, I'm going to write up a little uh, blurb. How do they submit to you? How is the preferred method to submit to the knot? Absolutely. So we use a platform that the knot owns called two bright lights and it is a free online platform for couples to submit their work to a variety of publications so the knot's not the only publication that uses two bright lights um but yeah it's kind of the reason we use it is it just really helps streamline the process it's sort of a one-stop shop for all the details and information that we need to gather for a submission um so like photographers um if they're the ones doing the submitting they can upload their images and send a questionnaire directly to the couple through the two bright lights portal and also go through and like tag all the pertinent vendors and you also are able to see like when the feature is scheduled to go live then uh, on the other hand like if a planner is submitting um they can upload the images through two bright lights and then there's an added step where the photographer has to grant their permission um we have like our photo release kind of baked into the two bright lights process um and then yeah if the photographer like gives their green light for the wedding to be featured then the planner can go ahead and submit either to the knot or to you know one of the other publications that operates on two bright lights and also like one of the reasons we just love to use two bright lights is that it acts as a really great archive on our end of all the images we featured and i will say it does a great job in increasing the likelihood that your wedding images are going to be used throughout like other features on the knot so for example if one of my colleagues is working on a really cool roundup of place settings for example you know they'll source from the weddings that i've featured on the knot like through two bright lights so ultimately all of your work and your great ideas in addition to the initial real wedding feature are going to get more eyeballs on them um because the images are kind of being shared you know throughout so that's one reason that we really love using it um and also, as I kind of said, it just really streamlines the process, but it's totally free. So, um, yeah, yeah, no, that's awesome. I that's love awesome. two bright lights. I mean, it takes, you know, it's, it can be a little tedious to put everything in, in the beginning, but once you've put it in, it's there. And if the knot, uh, you know, doesn't think it's a fit, you can easily take that submission and submit it to another publication that's on two bright lights, thus saving you time. And it's really, really easy to use. So I, I love it. I think it's, I think it's awesome. I, I remember when you guys bought it out, I was like, Oh, that's super. <laughs> that's awesome. Hannah, this has been so amazing. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so honored that you came on the show and so much helpful information for everyone who's listening. Um, if, if they want to find out more about you uh, and say hello online, how can they reach you? For sure. So, well, the knot can be found at thenot.com and and at the knot on all major platforms. And then I can be found on Instagram at at Hannah Nowak. 
And then also just, you know, I know it's mostly wedding professionals listening to your podcast. We also have a great resource for pros, which is Wedding Pro, um, which is the Not Worldwide's vendor-focused brand. And we actually just recently relaunched the app for that. So definitely encourage people, you know, if you're kind of perusing um, to check that out as well. Awesome. Yeah. So all this information will be in the show notes. You guys can swipe up right now, click on the links and let Hannah know you listened to today's episode. And I'll definitely put the wedding pro information in there as well. So you guys can get that app and add it to your phone and check it out. And Hannah, thank you so much for being here. It was so great chatting and hopefully you come back again soon. Yes. Thank you so much. Well, that's it, you guys. I hope you liked today's episode. I want to give a huge shout out and a big thank you to Hannah for being our amazing guest today. I'm so glad that you are here. What a great talk. And I hope you guys picked up a lot of super tips from Hannah, um, how to make your submissions easier. And I hope uh, you submit to the knot and reach out to her and let her know you listened to today's episode. All right, you guys, I can't wait to share our next cup of tea together. Bye.